Beatrice Ndora with the Musings podcast. I will speak on anger is an expected visitor. Anger knocks at our door when we least expect it. Knowing how to handle it is important. Recently, my husband and I went to a certain store to take our passport pictures. And uh, the woman who was taking our pictures had uh, a nasty attitude. It's like she was angry. So she responded to us in a very unhealthy way, in a way that you should not respond to your customers that way anyway. And so the tension was big and it's like any request we made, she declined. When we requested the measurements we wanted, she declined and she said the system cannot handle that. But she did not say it in a nice way. She was so angry. She did not treat us right. And uh, to make the matter worse, she would stop attending to us and start attending other customers and we waited in the line and people kept on passing us. And I was so, so angry. And my husband could see that I was not very happy and he said, just calm down. Well, I did my deep breathings and I calmed down but the, she she kept on doing it over and over just like you know pushing us away and i i told my husband i feel frustrated i feel like i will politely say something to her my husband said please don't do it she might overreact and you don't want to create a scenario in the store. I, I told my husband I will do it in a nice Christian professional way. Well, he said, I, I, I just wouldn't like you to do it. Anyway, I, I said, I respect you. And because I respect you, I will not say anything. But uh, the more I kept quiet, the more she continued to mistreat us. I reached a point now we were getting ready to pay. And I told my husband, I cannot handle it anymore. I am walking away. I told my husband, the tip that I give most of my clients, I tell them when you are angry and you cannot handle the situation, walk away. And I am walking away. I walked away and I went and sat in the car and waited for my husband. Anger knocks at our door 
when we least expect it. I wasn't expecting it. And therefore knowing how to handle it, it is very, very important. I urge you to handle your anger in a healthy way. Nobody is immune to anger. It is an expected visitor who will pay you a visit when you least expect him. Don't let this anger build to a level that when it finally comes out, it is extreme and dramatic. You don't want to engage in drama. It's not a, a beautiful scenario. You need to start developing skills to deal with this unexpected visitor. A visitor who is not the nicest person to deal with, if I may call person in quotes. Keep your anger in check. That's very, very important because if you don't do it, it can be very challenging. And it's just a matter of saying, I want to have my simple anger management tips at my disposal. I want to build a bank, figuratively, where I can deposit small tips to manage my anger, to manage this unexpected visitor. Let me give you just two simple tips that you can start depositing in this bank account. Taking time out. You know, sometimes we think that taking time out is for kids. You know, when kids uh, misbehave, we, we say time out. And even we show them the sign of time out. But time out also works for the, for the adults. So give yourself some time out to calm down. Or deposit another tool. I statements helps us to stay in control. Imagine like when someone cuts you in traffic or when you have a defiant child. What do you do? If you don't have skills handy to deal with this unexpected visitor called anger, you will be out of control. You will be completely, completely out of control. And you can keep on building your skills by and by. Some people choose to take deep breath. You, you know, you breathe deeply and you exhale slowly. It works for some, for some people. So find out what works for you. And again, don't be so frustrated because as long as we're in this world, anger will keep on paying us that unexpected visit. 
because it's part of life. Anger is a normal and even healthy emotion. But the key, it's knowing how to deal with it in a positive way. Because an uncontrollable anger can take a toll on both your health and relationships. How many people have lost good relationships because of anger? How many people are having healthy issues because of anger? And anger is a monster. If we are not careful, it is a monster that can, can uh, destroy us and even end up destroying those who are close to us. In my life, when I didn't know how to handle my anger, because I grew up as a very angry kid, which, which spilled over to my adulthood, I have destroyed many relationships because of anger. But it's never too late to work on your anger. Take a step every day if anger is an issue. Just purpose that every day you will take a tiny step towards dealing with your anger in a healthy way. It is possible. Work on it. And even when you work on it and you, 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 you are tempted and you fall back, don't give up. Stand up. Dust yourself and keep on moving. And also remember, you're not alone. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And um, anger is not going away. Let me say that again. Knowing how to deal with it, it's important. Most of the people that I, that I see in my office, when they come for counseling, they, a bigger percentage of their problems is anger-related. And anger can eat you up. Anger can eat up family relationships. Anger can completely impair your, your thoughts or your cognition. Therefore, let's not put it under the carpet. Let's get out of denial. There are some people who are who are so angry that even if you point out to them and say, hey, you're angry, they will deny. And you know, when I'm talking about this anger, it's not just explosive anger. There are also those who are masters of numbing it. From outside, they look good, but inside it is tearing them out. So whether it is explosive anger 
or whether it is that nice anger in quotes, both are very, very destructive. And especially in the world we are living in, the first world, with so many technological benefits and challenges at the same time, anger is up there. And therefore we just cannot keep quiet. And what do we need to do when we are dealing with this anger? Think before you speak. When I was dealing with this scenario in the store, I was thinking and I was processing my thoughts with my husband and I was telling him, I think I'll say something. You see, when you think before you speak, what are you doing? You process your thoughts. You process your thoughts and you evaluate. Is it worth speaking? Is this the right time to speak? Evaluate. That evaluation is very, very, very important. I just want you to see a stop sign in your in your head. When I work with kids, I tell them, imagine this, and I'll demonstrate the real stop sign. It's in your head. So when you're starting to get a meltdown and create the drama, look at that stop sign. It is telling you, stop, think, and make a good choice. What is a good choice? A good choice can be walking away. A good choice can be taking time out. Start thinking about the choices that you can make. The other thing, express your anger the moment you calm down. So, please, calm yourself down before expressing your anger. Most husbands and wives, they fight because they express their anger when they they are out of control. They don't give each other time to calm down. In my relationship with my husband, we, we, we agreed that if, I, if either of us feels like he's getting out of control or I'm getting out of control, instead of engaging in that drama, instead of speaking words that we will end up regretting, we show each other a sign of time out. And we keep on hitting that sign, time out, time out, meaning I need time out. We've also agreed like if there is an anger issue, he or me is, is, is free to say, I don't want to talk about this right now. Can we talk about it in a day or two or in the, on, in the evening? And that's a very good, healthy way of dealing with anger because that is thinking before you speak. 
taking time to process your thoughts. It is your responsibility to know how to deal with this. So expressing your anger when you calm down, it's very, very important. You can also engage in any physical exercise to reduce the stress that births anger. Sometimes when I feel like I am stressed, you know when you're stressed, you're very vulnerable to, to anger. I will go and, and exercise with my dumbbells or I will go for a, for a long walk or I would do the house chores, I would do the laundry, I would scrub the, the, the bathtub and the, and the toilet. Any physical activity is very, very helpful. But if you sit down and you don't do anything, you will find yourself swimming in that anger. And that swim will not be enjoyable because you will not only swim, but you will also drown in that, in that anger. So physical exercise is very, very important. I did mention taking time out. It's also very important or listening to soft music, the music that you like, or listening to a podcast that would really speak to you and soothe you. Another important thing is identifying possible solutions to anger. So don't just wait when this unexpected visitor shows up and then you start trying to identify uh, possible so solutions to dealing with it. You need to start planning way ahead. And why am I talking about planning way ahead? Because anger is part, of, it's part and parcel of life. It's not going away. It is here to stay. The key is knowing how to handle it, identifying possible solutions. Because you see, if you don't identify possible solutions to the anger, you will keep on getting out of control. And you know, by the way, anger will not fix anything. Anger is not a solution to our, our problems unless it is the healthy anger because you know there is the, the healthy anger like the civil rights movement here in America. When um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, read the, the civil rights movement he was angry. These people were angry. Why were they angry? It's because they were discriminated, they were mistreated, and that was a healthy anger that read into that kind of action. But uh, in this specific situation, I'm talking about unhealthy anger, and that's why you need to develop 
I will identify possible solutions because if you keep on engaging in, in anger, it will not fix anything, the unhealthy anger. I think also knowing or practicing the usage of I statements, it's very, very important. You know, for instance, what do we do when we are angry with our children, when we are angry with our co-workers, when we are angry with our spouses? What do we do? We, we start criticizing. And criticizing is not a healthy way of expressing our anger. So like, for instance, let's say your your husband doesn't help with the household chores, how can you use the I statement to communicate your anger? You can do it this way. I am upset that you did not help with the house chores. You see, that, that is a very effective statement because you used I, you did not say you. You know, most of the times we say you. So you never help with the household chores. You never, you never. That is an attack and it will not work very well. But when you use the statement, I am upset that you did not help with household chores. Instead of you, you, you know, so you is an attack. What happens when you attack? Definitely the other person will attack as a, as a way of defending himself. But when you use I, it changes the environment and there is safety in the environment. It is not an environment of attack. And um, the other thing that we need to do, we need to practice forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very powerful tool because we have to forgive. You know, sometimes when we are angry, it is because we have a baggage of negative emotions that we have carried throughout of our lives. Maybe you are rejected, you are betrayed, maybe through gossips, maybe you are abused, you were discriminated, and the rest can go on. So this anger keeps on piring and piring and piring. And the first step to deal with that anger is to start practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness is for your own benefit, not for the benefit of the person who offended you. And it is your responsibility to forgive so that you may be able to heal yourself and be healthy emotionally and even also spiritually. I like emphasizing that both 
spiritual and emotional health are very, very important. We need to be healthy in both. Therefore, if you don't forgive and you keep on walking in anger, you will destroy all your positive feelings. Because the more anger you harbor in you, the more you destroy those positive feelings. So the more you build anger in you, you starve the positive feelings and you feed the negative feelings. And therefore the negative feelings becomes like a monster that destroys the positive feelings. And when you do that, you become a very bitter person and you will end up swimming in the sewage of bitterness. And I don't think swimming in the sewage of bitterness is a good thing. But you know, you can start dealing with that when you purpose to forgive. And again, the Bible says, we forgive those who has trespassed against us. And if we do not forgive, even our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. So if you cannot be able to forgive, how do you expect our Heavenly Father to forgive you? So forgiveness start practicing it and if you cannot be able to forgive talk to jesus jesus i am unable to forgive will you help me to forgive honestly there are many times i've been hurt unable to forgive but every time i go to jesus in prayer and i ask him to help me to forgive he helps me and i am sure that he can help you. And so let's read a verse in the context of anger. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. That is in James 1 verse 19. What is James trying to communicate? He's communicating, well, anger is part of life. But don't be quick-tempered. Do not be a person who loses his temper. Don't be quick-tempered. This is talking about self-control. Because you know what? If we let anger lead the way we will follow it everywhere it wants us to go we will always be like quick-tempered no don't be quick-tempered let me read another verse be angry and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your anger be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. 
what is Paul communicating here if I may try to paraphrase? Don't let anger cause you to sin. Don't let anger cause you to sin. And I think this is an invitation to live a balanced life. Because when we practice living a balanced life, we will not give anger an opportunity to cause us to sin. As I come to the end of the broadcast, let me say this. When you see invitations to anger, you have the power to decline them or to accept them. And when you accept them and you swim in anger, don't beat yourself so hard. Don't react in despair, in guilt. Repent in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, if we repent our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So repent your sin and walk away out of that situation. Anger controls. Do not surrender your control to anger. Let the Holy Spirit be in control of your life. And when you do that, it is a sign of strength and self-control. Give your control to the Holy Spirit. It's a sign of strength and a sign of self-control. Anger knocks at our door when we least expect it. Knowing how to handle it, it is important. Do not entertain this unexpected visitor. Thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast and I will speak to you next time.